welcome to episode eight of the Pound Podcast, your source for everything related to the webcomic Pound. I'm Tony Karnowski, writer of Pound, starting with season two, and with me as always is... Orlando Caicedo, artist and the co-creator of Pound. All right, guys, going to start off with a little bit of news today. Um, don't really have much going on this week. Um, we uh, are still looking for uh, anyone to help out with the reader's poll. Um, if you've got a few minutes, uh, click on the link in the show notes below um, and then fill out a very short survey. It's only about four questions, um, and it will help us figure out new ways that we can try to promote uh, this webcomic and, and get more readers um, and hopefully build the community so we've got you know more people to talk about it and, and interact. Um, other than that, uh, if you have any questions for us, uh, you can email those to poundcastpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want to send in an audio question, you can record that as an MP3. Uh, try to keep it below a minute. Uh, and if you do send that in, we'll we'll play it here on the podcast, and then we'll answer it that way too. I also wanted to mention that if you have fan art, uh, you can send it to to that email as well. Um, because uh, I just this week, I don't know if you saw it. I think he, you were tagged in it as well. But um, we actually got some fan art this week. Um, oh, cool! No, I did. I, I missed that. Yeah, so it was on, on. I don't. I don't go to Instagram very often though either, so that might be part yeah, of it. So. That's. Yeah, it's by Sharose uh, Forty Nine, Sharon Kadach, I think is how you pronounce her name, and uh, they did a they did a drawing of Leo, and man, it, yeah, I was like when I saw it, I was like, oh man, it's super stoked. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Like I, I think, um, I think this is, uh, may, maybe it's not the first fan art that we get for Pound, but it's. Um, yeah, it's one of, one of the first. Nice, I, I think we've awesome. gotten, yeah. yeah we'll I would to, love to we'll see more. To way, and we'll have to figure out a way to, to make that a little more. I mean, I, you know, obviously it's up on Instagram, so that's good. But I mean, maybe we can figure out a way to, to point people back to that. So we'll, we'll have to talk about that offline and see if we can. But that's awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's really cool, man. Um, yeah, so send that to Poundcast Podcast as well, or, or at least uh, hit uh, Orlando up on Instagram as far as that goes, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do to get the word out. That's awesome. Yeah. So. And thank you cool. to, um, to Sharon for that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Uh, that was all I had for news. Um, I think if you're ready, let's move on into the comments and questions section for this week. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? All right. Good. Yes, yes. Good. Excellent. All right. Uh, I'll kick us off this week. Um, the first one I want to start with is, uh, is from user Origin, and the comment was, This made my day. Imagine having a bunch of fandoms just challenge you to a fight literally whenever they feel like it. Um, and I, I really liked that comment because it, in some ways, kind of encapsulated the creative process for me for coming up with new fighters. Um, in some ways, it was just kind of like, well, what's a power set that sounds cool or what's a, you know, like a type of fandom or, you know, something, something like that, that, that would be neat to, to see Leo fight against. Um, and that's kind of how, you know, like Ninja Rella came from, which though, actually I do have to say, I realized after the fact, like once the, the episode was done and it was, everything was before it was posted, but once it was finished, I realized that Ninja Rella is actually the username of someone on Webtoon. Oh, really? <laughs> right. Well, and I think that because and, and it so I was like, OK, well, that's weird. Uh, but because 
but anyway, she, he, she, I mean, I'm assuming it's a she cause Ella, you know, Ninjarella, that doesn't sound like, but whatever. Um, yeah, there was comments from like the first season I was going through it and I was like, Oh crap. Well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, hopefully she'll, she'll keep reading and realize that we named this character after her. That'd be cool. But yeah, yeah. Um, that's hilarious. But anyway, I, I didn't even know that. That's, that's, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing how that kind of, th- well, and I mean, and cause I originally took the name from, there was, um, an episode in, uh, season one where there was a, a leader board that was written out that was kind of saying, you know, you know, the rankings or whatever. And two of the people that were listed were, uh, Ninjarella and Hunter Chick. Oh, yeah. I, I totally, <laughs> I got, I got that from the users. Right. And, and I yeah, was like, yeah. and oh, then that's the, and why, I, that's why. Right. Well, and so I was just like, oh, that's a great name, you know? And, and I kind of mm. wanted to point back to that to try to, you know, bring something from season one into season two. So it's like, yeah. that's just a great name. And that like, I, it was a great character. So I ran with it from there. But um, then when I was going through looking for comments, I saw that, you know, she's like, that's my name that just showed up. And I was like, oh crap. I was like, I based a whole character over this and didn't realize that it was a, uh, um, a yeah. user, but that's so Ninjarella. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. So Ninjarella actually commented on this episode. Not on this one. It was one of the old oh, ones. It was, okay, so yeah. I don't know if she's still reading. I don't know. We're going to need to track her oh, down. Oh, man. And like, Ninjarella, please, please comment on this episode. Like, we want to know what you think. I'll see if I can, uh, yeah, I'll see if I can track her down on, on, because uh, that, that comment that was on there, I can get back to it and I can probably respond Yeah, to I that. remember, I remember when she comment or, yeah, like, I remember the first comment from when I had put their name on the, on the score, whatever Right, thing. right. But that's been um, probably a year that ago. Was a, not, yeah, that was a while yeah. ago. Yeah. So oh, I'll man. Uh, Yeah. So Ninjarella, if you're listening, if you hear us, comment on that. Let us know. But I'll uh, see if I can find a, a way to, to reach out to you on Webtoon as well. So yeah, that, that's cool. All right. But uh, but so thank you, Origin, for uh, for for participating as well. Thanks for the comment. And mm-hmm. uh, let's move on. What's what's the next one we got there? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Zumalin. They put. Uh, the question is, can he not reject a challenge at all? And um, like, I, none of us have actually sat down and like spelled out all the rules for the WFL. Um, so like between which might Luke, be something that we want to consider doing at some point. But uh, yeah. I feel like kind of the point with the WFL from the conversations that we have had about it is that their kind of thing is that there aren't really rules. You yeah, know, it's yeah. it's anything goes but at the same time the way i've always taken it is he could you know say no i don't want to do this challenge but that there would be nasty uh, ramifications down the line for him like they would withhold pound or something there would be you know something yeah, that would happen the way i thought about it was like more of, of a of like just kind of like um like you know how in the internet, like when on like in social media, when someone challenges you to like whatever a one a hashtag challenge, whatever, like you have to do it because you look bad in front of everyone. I think it, to me, I took it more of, of of since this is kind of like a world where all of this because of Buzzboy and and all the all the media, it, it's all shared basically on the internet, right? This whole fighting league is shared, so everyone sees what's going on. So I think it's more of like an ego thing where, yeah, he could say no, but it's going to look bad on him. Like he has right. to take the challenge uh, type of thing. So it's, and and so that it's makes like, more sense. Yeah, it's, it's not forced, but it's implied that he should be. 
Well, and, and, you know, kind of with that too, kind of back to what I was saying, kind of taking in that, you know, bringing those together, I feel like, you know, WFL, what they're after is ratings, right? They want people watching, they want people involved. And if you turn down a fight, that's bad for ratings. And they, and it's not necessarily maybe that they're going to punish you, but they're not going to reward you, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think you're I think, right. I think, I think it is. I think, yeah. I think that they, they, this makes sense what we're saying. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, since we're making it up, we can, we can say it makes sense. Right. So. I, I, I think it's, I think we're, we're establishing the canon right now. So. <laughs> right now. So That's, all the listeners, yeah. as of this moment, you were here for history. Right. Yes. So awesome. All right. Um, our last comment. Um, and I, this one, I, I just kind of cracked me up a little bit when I read it, but, um, I think this might've even been the, the top comment for this one. Uh, it was from punk purple. Um, and I got to be honest, I don't really completely understand the, do you know what a, so it's Toph's like a freaking Pokemon trainer. I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? I don't know anything it's, about Pokemon. So if it's Pokemon related, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, it's every five steps and someone new wants to fight him. But, um, and I, and I get, I just don't know what T-O-P-H-E's like. I don't, oh, I get it. Okay. No, no, no. I get it. That was an edit. I think what the, what it was, was. He's like a freaking Pokemon trainer, but the uh. first that it's like went back and edited the <laughs> top because it was top. That's what it was. Okay. That makes so much more sense to me now. All right. So anyway, uh, Punk Purple. I think the problem is like that we're, we're old. Yeah, I think that's exactly what the problem is. So if anybody is um, not sure, we're old. Um, <laughs> and as far as Pokemon goes, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I, uh, I don't really know much about it. I've got friends that are really into it and somehow I, I missed that. Um, by a couple of years, um, I have tried to play a couple, like I played, was it, uh, Omega Ruby? I think it was a friend of mine loaned me and I tried playing it and it was cool. Like I get the draw of it and I totally get what this comment means as far as like every five steps, somebody wants to fight you. Like I, I get that. Yeah, um, yeah. and I, I think it is kind of funny as far as, is this, the next few episodes go, um, there's going to be a lot of, uh, of, people challenging leo and and you know i think it's going to be interesting to see see how that works out but um yeah man yeah i i, I do have to say i don't i don't know much about pokemon though my son is starting to get into it so i have a feeling that i'm going to start no i'm going to start learning about it very quickly um just because he is a talker and he likes to talk about whatever he's into so yeah i'm sure it's it's not far off Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, thanks to everyone for your comments and questions. Uh, again, if you, uh, you know, just please keep participating on the webtoon and, and throwing stuff that you, uh, you, you have for us out there. Um, if you've got longer questions, you can send those to the Poundcast podcast at gmail.com address. Um, but uh, otherwise, uh, we're going to take a real quick break and we'll be back in just a minute when we talk about the newest, uh, latest episode of season two, as well as... Um, Orlando's got some tips for artisting for us. So, all right, we'll be right back. All right, everybody, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the fourth episode of season two. Uh, for a quick breakdown on this, uh, basically Leo wakes up after having spent the night not being able to sleep uh, due to pound withdrawals, um, 
and he gets up feeling a little bit better, goes for a run and ends up getting challenged to a fight by Ninja Rella. Um, we'll leave it there. We can go from there. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. what, what do you think about this one this week? Uh, do you have, have, have anything that stood out for you on, on this one? Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I wanted to start off. Um, I don't know if it, if it was just pure coincidence. Uh, I wanted to ask you what, what made you, uh, write the, um, the time that you wrote at the beginning because uh, in the script it called that it was you know 3:30 and then it was uh 3:31 when he leaves uh to go running um i didn't know if there was like a specific reason for those those numbers well no i didn't really like i guess what i was kind of going for on that was that i felt like so he got back after the raid with vera the night before yeah. I was imagining it being like, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning. Right. And so I'll going through, um, the withdrawals and going through all that. Th- I figured it was going to be at the best afternoon, late afternoon or, or early yeah. evening. So, and that was mainly why I went for that. But, um, I don't, okay. I don't think it had more of <laughs> like, I think that was okay. it. I don't think well, it had more. I'm going to throw this little little uh tidbit um so my birthday is actually uh march 31st right oh. uh so it's 331 right. and uh back uh, back in the day when i used to work on on archer i had a studio mate who also had a like we shared the the same birthday his birthday was 331 and so me and him had this reoccurring thing where we try to sneak in 331 in the background of like archer episodes wherever we could oh that's so awesome. Yeah, so as a storyboard artist, you know, like if they were going like to a floor on a on a huge building. Oh, I mean, I guess not not a floor on a building, but like I'm trying to think where I snuck it in. I know I, I snuck it in a couple of places, like where there was just like random numbers that had to appear. Like I would write right. it in as 331, and then like we would like catch each other in the studio and be like, "Oh, did you see? Like I snuck I snuck in 331, and it actually made it on 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 the episode." You know, so that was like a, a awesome. reoccurring thing that we we had and. I've been doing that with the bad guys as well and with Pound. So when I saw the script and I saw, oh, 331 is the time that he leaves, I was like, this is crazy. Like, I don't know if he, <laughs> he I don't know if you had seen it somewhere else that in, in another, another episode of Pound. So I was like, maybe he saw it, me throwing it in there somewhere. Uh, but maybe, it just worked out. It, so I, I think that's just what they call synchronicity, man. I think that was yeah. the, uh, like everything coming into line. Because uh, honestly, I mean, it maybe subconsciously i did yeah. i don't know but uh yeah I, i'm but pretty yeah, sure was... what i was that's that's crazy yeah, I, yeah. I, I, let's let's say it was intentional let's just yeah. go with that right i'm cool with that so yeah and what's but, uh, what's even more funny uh is that um i have a cousin whose birthday is uh march 30th so he's 3:30. so the fact that we have 3:30 and 3:31, i was like oh this is perfect nice I'll, I'll yeah. remember that going forward, though. That's uh, yeah. that's 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 good. Because no, yeah. I do like to to include little things like that when I can. But it's 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 neat that I did it without even intending to. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it worked out. Hell yeah, that's cool. But yeah, um, but yeah, for me, I mean, you, yeah, oh, go, go, ahead, go keep go going. No, 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 go for it. <laughs> I was just gonna say, no. like, um, going through the <laughs> through the episode, like, um, I mean, besides that, like, um. I, I thought I thought it was cool, like the whole uh, fact that we're introducing um, pound in in other derivative, like other derivatives of pound, uh, and other forms right. of pound. Um, the fact that we have pound aid in this world, 
uh, I thought that was pretty cool um, because you kind of slowly start seeing how much the syndicate has really been trying to seep or trying to not seep. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, just influence. trying to, yeah, influence or uh, like put it out there in, into the right. into the mainstream, um, and and get people hooked on this stuff because I guess that's in 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 the end that's really what they want. Um, right. So I thought that was cool, and and uh, obviously I had a lot of fun drawing Ninjarella because I, I who who doesn't have fun drawing ninjas, but right. um, I also I also liked the the cash register dude because he was just like totally like couldn't care less about what's going on around him. <laughs> I have to say, and I think I, I remember uh, when you sent me the, the JPEGs before, you know, months and months ago or whatever, um, the panel where he's looking at the cash register dude, where, where he's like, did you say Ninjarella? That is probably my favorite panel that you've ever done. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> There's something about the look on Leo's face that is just, it's, it's perfect. I don't, you know, it's yeah. just, it's, it's awesome. So um, I, that I, I really liked so, that bit. Um, I thought the fight worked out really well between them, um, you know, with the, the teleportation, you know, poofing, like the, the, um, the black clouds in between. I thought that worked out really well. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I cannot wait until next week. Um, because the, uh, the claw at the end, we, you know, we don't know who that is yet, but that, I just, I don't want to build it up too much, but, uh, that's, that's one of my favorite characters from this season. So oh, cool, cool. I, I'm, I'm excited about that. So, yeah. All awesome. right. Well, all right. So you said you were going to give us some tricks for artisting. Why don't you, uh, why don't you yes. kick us off? Okay. So um, I try to do like you, uh, where I try to make this more Webtoon related. Okay. So, um, but I think actually like looking through it, I mean, I guess there's one, one, like one or two that are sp- specifically just for Webtoons, but I think all five steps all five tricks could actually actually be applied to all forms of comic making. But um, okay. so anyway, so just to start off, the first one is uh, merge steps together. So what I mean by that is like Webtoons, uh, as everyone knows, we publish on a weekly schedule. So our production time is really, really tight. We have to kick out these pages really fast. Um, and I, I think that tends to be the same throughout the whole like industry for comics just you how fast can you produce a comic right so one of the the tricks that's actually helped me um is to really sit back and look at my process and see what what stages i can merge together so whereas before i used to thumbnail and then pencil the whole page and then ink the whole page what i started realizing was like well the thumbnails and the penciling could kind of merge and could be just one step so instead of doing like super like rough thumbnails, I, I tend to spend a little bit more time on my thumbnails just to develop them out a little bit more so that I have enough information on the page where I can just go straight to inking. Um, but also like, I mean, this all depends on your process. So if maybe um, you don't really do a very linear inking or maybe your coloring does a lot of the work, well then maybe you could go from the pencil stage to the you know inking slash coloring phase where you color and then maybe you just bring out some some lines out where, wherever you need them um so kind of i guess the overall the the message is just look 
through your process and see what areas you can kind of merge together so that it, it'll be it'll be more streamlined like quicker to, to produce um, the second trick for artisting comic making <laughs> is uh, automate actions in Photoshop so this is a huge time saver um, my recommendation is to learn how to make actions in Photoshop uh, Photoshop has the process where any any keystrokes that you can put into Photoshop you can record them and uh, record them in a sequence so that whenever you hit that sequence it'll play it back through so like let's say I have uh, I start noticing that I'm constantly merging my my inking and my coloring layer for like for example I don't do this but like just for example um, if I notice that I'm always constantly merging layers then maybe I can make an action that that says uh, merge all the layers that are you know highlighted or that are visible or um, I think um, another thing that I use is like um, merge all the layers and decrease the opacity to 50% so that I can line up uh, panels uh, where they need to go. So my my suggestion is to just go through your process and keep look keep on the lookout for anything that you keep repeating. And as soon as you start realizing, hey, I'm doing this over and over and over, um, and it's a bunch of steps that I have to do to get the, the end result, then put all those into an action, and that way you can just hit one button and it'll boom, like just knock it out for you. Um, and it, it saves a lot of time. And let me, um, so I, I can't really speak necessarily to Photoshop actions because I mean, I've done a little bit with that, but um, I work in IT, right, my day job. And for some of the stuff that we do, it's, you know, I do I have to do a lot of reports and a lot of crap like that. And sometimes it feels like, taking the time to set these, this automation up is wasted time. I promise you Orlando is correct. It is worth it. It really saves you a lot of time down the road. Even if it's like shaving 10 or 15 seconds off of your overall process time that adds up and it really it makes up. a big difference. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's a huge, huge thing. So yeah, I, I, yes, that makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the third trip trip, <laughs> Third trick. <laughs> I, think, I think I was merging trick and tip. Um, uh, that sounds right. Yeah, that's we'll the go third with that trip. Anyway. Yeah, let, let's just call these trips. They're the trips, third trip right? is um, used uh, crappy. So we're gonna include the link in the notes. But crappy is a website that I think I found it on. I can't remember how I found it. I think I found it from another webtoon user. But it is a website where you can upload a whole JPEG and it'll slice it into the Webtoon format. So it'll slice a long JPEG into all this, the small JPEGs because that's how, I don't know if, I guess maybe people don't know if they haven't created it, but Webtoons, what it is, is a bunch of uh, JPEGs stacked one on top of the other and it makes this whole scrollable uh, content. So uh, usually when you work in Photoshop, you'll have the long JPEG, or at least most people do. They'll have the long JPEG of the whole comic, but then they need to, at the end, crop it to a thousand pixels uh, JPEGs. So like if you go to Crappy, um, which is by Nick Maliwaki, uh, you can go and it'll automatically slice it for you so you don't have to sit there and, and try to figure out how to do it in Photoshop because I've 
I used to do it in Photoshop manually and it's just a pain in the butt. Like there's no easy way to do it in Photoshop. And so to be able to just go to that website and upload a JPEG and have it all come out, like kick it out. It's kind of like an automation thing, uh, an, an action thing like in Photoshop. So definitely it saves a lot of time. It took the process from, you know, being like a 10 minute process to like 20 seconds. So nice. Yeah. Uh, another tip, trip, uh, use <laughs> masking to draw backgrounds. So this is this might sound confusing, but so another trick that I have found that, that actually helps me is mostly uh, when, when drawing backgrounds, but I guess it, it would work in, in drawing figures. Um, we tend to, like when you, when you draw on paper, you tend to have to draw, like for example, I'm trying to think how to phrase this because... It might be confusing, but let's say uh, a character is standing behind a fence or behind a railing. I think a railing would be the best thing. Um, so you would draw the railing and then you would draw the back, the, the person, and you would draw, since he, the person has to be behind the railing, you would kind of like um, draw the person but try not to draw over the railing, obviously, because then you'd have to erase the the person, right? Um, something that's that's helped me out in Photoshop is to, like, whenever I have to draw something behind an area or within contained within an area, like let's say a pattern on a shirt. Um, if you if you mask it out, if you use the lasso tool and mask it out, so basically, like, I think sh scratch the the whole drawing a person behind a railing. Like, let's go with the the, the shirt and the design. So if I'm drawing a shirt that has like, for example, kind of like the shirt that I'm wearing that has floral patterns on the shirt. Um, a trick that, that, that I use is that I will select the shirt with the lasso tool and have that as a selection and then I'll draw, but then I don't have to worry about staying within the lines. So if it's a floral pattern, I guess, um, it, it would be easy. Or like, let's say I was drawing lines within that shirt, like the, the whole shirt needed to have like um diagonal lines i don't have to worry about like drawing outside of the line and then having to go in and erase what whatever i drew that goes outside of the shirt if i select the shirt first and draw i, I can just easily um it'll easily keep everything contained within the shirt but you can use that for for backgrounds for like Let's say I'm drawing stuff behind a railing. Well, instead of drawing a line and then erasing each part that touches the railing, I can select each area, each negative space within the railing and then draw the line and it won't draw over the railing. So it's that basically just sense. using the selection tool to mask out areas that you're going to draw in so that you don't have to overdraw and then erase. You just draw straight through and, and don't worry about it. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, I think <laughs> I probably completely screwed up trying to explain it, but it's <laughs> it's really hard to put put that in 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 words. But yeah. yeah, that's one of those things that's easier if you see it done, and if if you, yeah. I would imagine, you know, just go and Google masking in Photoshop, and I'm sure there's a thousand um, or you know how to mask in Photoshop, and I'm sure there's a thousand videos for that out there that that'll that'll help too. So. Yeah, there's. I, yeah, there's definitely a lot of tools on on how to mask, but I, I think I had never thought about it as a, as a tool to use as I'm drawing. Um, right. But it actually it it ends up saving you a lot of time because you're not 
erasing things. And it, it might seem, it's, it's kind of like going back to what you were saying. You might think, oh, erasing only takes me like five, 10 seconds. But all those five, 10 seconds that you waste, they start adding up. So, right. yeah. so it makes a big difference. No, everything you can find to, to save time when you're doing stuff like this is, is absolutely the way to go. So, yeah, uh, especially when you're doing like really repetitive motions like this. So it makes perfect mm -hmm. sense. Cool. Yeah, what and, else the, you got? and the um, and the last one is uh, separate figures, backgrounds, and letterings, and special effects. So, one of the things that has really helped me out with webtoons is that uh, before I I think I would just separate all my as I drew comics, I would just separate my inks from my colors uh, and and things like that. So it was more like separating the process of or the stage of of the process. Whereas now uh, I've been, especially with webtoons, I actually separate elements. So okay. I'll have, um, excuse me, I'll have uh, figures on separate layers, backgrounds on separate layers, lettering and special effects on separate layers. Because what that does is that uh, it helps me once I reformat it to the webtoon format, or even when I'm when I'm getting notes from from Ethan from our editor. Um, it gives me the the flexibility of e being able to move things around so that I can still adjust things. If I need to like in increase something in size or decrease it or move it around or uh, put the lettering outside of the panel into the gutter or create like a gradient or, or things like that, uh, it, it just saves you so much time if you already have everything separated as opposed to having to go in and like, oh, now I got to separate the figure from the background or I got to separate this or that. Um, and uh Within that tip, I actually, uh, all my backgrounds, I tend to just draw completely, or not all of them, but I try to, most of them, draw completely all out so that if I do move a figure, um, the background is still intact and I don't have to worry about having to redraw anything, um, which is something that's super popular in animation, but I don't think many people do in comics, so um, it's right. just well, another do you, helpful. Do you Sorry, I don't mean to, to interrupt, but do you reuse backgrounds ever? I have. Um, I mean, there's a... I technically, like, this is also... It, it also helps to be able to reuse elements. So if all your stuff is separated, you technically could reuse figures. You can use backgrounds, um, lettering, special effects. Like, everything could be reused. Uh, which which I also like whenever I'm in a crunch, I do tend to, to reuse, but uh, I try to like change it just slightly so that it's not exactly like right. the same. So like if I reuse a face or, or a figure, uh, I might change their clothes or I might change their expression or emotion. Or if I uh, do a background, I try to maybe use the same elements, but like try to compose a different shot of it. So like maybe you're wider out or maybe you're cropped into an, another area of the background that maybe is, wasn't as prominent in the first background or the first time that it got the background got used. So um, yeah, it, it, it helps with that as well. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Right on, man. Thanks very much for sharing that with us. Those are very helpful. Um, and I mean, I, I'm starting to draw a little bit again too. So I, I may have to employ some of those as well, but um I feel like um, this is true for writing as well, but if you guys do ever have any questions for us about process, you know, things that we do, um, you know, how we get from point A to point B, uh, feel free to, to ask that as well too. We're, you know, part of, part of this is, um, 
when you, at least for us, um, I think talking about craft like this a lot of times help, uh, helps us, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, I, I want to say get better, but I mean, I, I don't know, you know, it's, it, it's a lot of times in order to get better at something it, you have to be able to try to explain it to somebody too. It's that, yeah. that whole, that whole idea that, you know, um, you have to teach something to really be able to master it. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but yeah, I feel like no, it's true. It, it 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 like refreshes everything and it makes all those connections stronger in your head when you're able to uh, take a concept and put it into words. Well, and I, well, the way I've always thought about it too is that you know, in order to be able to explain it to somebody else to get them to understand it, you have to really understand what it is that you're talking about so that you can explain it, you know, well yeah. enough for for people to get. And so it. it you know, especially, um, you know, back when I was, I was a, a drum teacher, you know, it, it I got th- the 10 years that I taught lessons, I saw more improvement than the 20 years or whatever before that, you know what I mean? Just because it was, yeah. it's, you're forced to examine what you're doing in a, in a different way. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so it, it's, it's not only helpful for the person asking the question, but it's helpful, helpful for us as well too. So again, if you guys have mm-hmm. any questions, please, uh, shoot those to us, uh, Instagram, Twitter, or the email address. Um, but all right, man. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and move into what we're reading and, uh, what, what do you got this week? So this week I got, uh, I haven't, I don't remember if I picked, I didn't pick up anything from the comic book store and I haven't really been. Uh, reading much so I'm just going to pick up one of the classics that I had on my bookshelf that uh, is one of the biggest it's one of the my 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 biggest uh, inspirations or not the okay. biggest but like it's part of them. <laughs> it's called uh, Blade of the Immortal um, it is by Hiroaki Samura and it's about a uh, it's cursed uh, a cursed samurai who um he was cu- cursed with immortality, and to be able to gain back his mortality, he's got to kill a thousand evil men. So it's kind of like his quest to be able to gain his mortality back. But then, as well on uh, as he's going through this like um, odyssey, he is actually he meets up he, he meets a girl who's trying to avenge um, the death of her parents by some of these same evil men, and so he kind of like she joins forces with him or they kind of like tag team and they go through this whole like journey of like fighting all these evil dudes. Um, and there's a whole, uh, series of it. I, I don't, I don't remember how many issues, uh, the, the run has, but like, I think I have like, um, I think I have like almost 10 volumes and oh, wow. there's like even more than that. So there's a lot to read, but, one of the things that um, Hiroaki Samura does really well is that he is able to capture a lot of energy in his lines. So um, he's got a, a very kind of like scratchy style of drawing, um, but he's able to really convey a lot of movement and, and action. And I think that really serves well for a lot of the fight scenes and, and the way the, the story progresses. But also he he does these really cool things where inter intercutting the story will be like a, a splash page that he does in traditional media. So you'll have like all these pages done in like pen and ink, and then you get to this splash page that's done in like watercolor or like uh, just graphite. 
just regular pencil kind of like smudged look um so it's a cool like little balance and, and and in those pages he tends to draw like very intricate like patterns and designs that are based off of uh of um japanese culture and yeah it's just it's gorgeous it's it's a gorgeous book it's it gets a little violent a little bloody um but yeah he he's got an incredible uh sense of of figure and of movement um nice yeah yeah i'll have to check that out i haven't i haven't seen that one before but but it sounds like it'd be right up my alley though so yeah it's it's old i mean it's been it's been out for a while but yeah i think it the original run was in 2008 oh wow yeah cool nice all right well I'll, I'll definitely give that a check um so what i got for this week um i i haven't had a whole lot of chance to to read this week either but um i got a notification earlier today uh from webtoons actually for a new series called not even bones uh it's by uh r schaefer and i'm probably going to butcher this name and i apologize but it looks like a lie scenario um but um, it's it's great. Um, I've actually been really enjoying it. It's it's a little it's pretty fitting for the season two as far as Halloween goes because it's kind of creepy. Um, the basic gist of it, and it, it it looked like it said it was it was based on a novel, uh, but I'd have to do a little bit more research on that. But um, the basic gist of it is that the main girl is a girl named uh, or the main character is a girl named Nita, who. It appears that her family is somehow wrapped up in a body harvesting operation for like supernatural beings is what it seems like. They capture or kill these the unnaturals is what they call them. And then she kind of like dissects them and <laughs> harvests their organs and then her oh, mom wow. sells them. Um, and it's, I mean, it's pretty dark, but at the same time, it's not, I mean, it's, it's handled pretty well, but I'm only... I'm only, there's three episodes that are up right now and I've read the first two and it's, it's pretty good, man. I mean, I'm actually really enjoying it. The art is, is fantastic. They're, um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's a, it's a little more on the manga side of art than I tend to like. Um, just, there's mm-hmm. just, it's just not something that I've spent a lot of time with. I, I don't have anything against it. I just haven't, you know, like it's not where I, it's not where my roots are. You know what I mean? So it's, I, it's yeah. not my, my first, my first choice, but it's beautiful. And I mean, some of the, um, there was one panel, I think it was the first episode. It might've been in the second episode where, um, they basically got her walking, um, next to a, um, a, like a pond or a body of water, but the reflection and it's like this whole big scroll. I mean, it was really, really well done. I mean, I, I can't, oh, wow. words can't do it justice, but it's actually been really, really cool. So, uh, if you guys are looking for a new webtoon to check out that one, that one's a good one. Um, cool. but, uh, cool. All right. I think that's going to do it this week. Um, thanks again for listening. Uh, next time on the pound podcast, we're going to continue our discussion of season two. And uh, we might, uh, we'll, we'll probably have a few more uh, tips and tricks for, you know, creating webcomics and, and as far as that goes. But uh, in the meantime, you can check out Pound on Webtoons. Uh, you can also connect with Orlando and I on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Antricar. It's A-N-T-R-Y-K-A-R uh, on both platforms. Um, and Orlando is primarily on Instagram. Yeah, I'm on, on Instagram, Orlando Caicedo. Um, C-A-I-C-E-D-O cool 
And uh, we've both got websites as well, too, um, and we'll, we'll link to those in the show notes. Uh, so if you guys want to get a full list of all of our projects, you can check them out there. Um, but otherwise, that's it for this week. Um, we don't talk to you between now and then. Everybody have a happy Halloween, and we will, uh, we'll see you next time.